happens in that scene in Nymphomaniac either before or after? It's just, is it the scene of her storming in that you wanted? No, I mean, it's her walking around she, showing where yes. it happens. And she doesn't, she doesn't storm in. She's standing at the door like, <gasps> hello. Oh. And then like she just basically keeps that level of calm. The yeah, entire that time. calm. But like that, that yeah. unraveling, oh. though, that like breaking up where she's, she's keeping it together. But she's like, she's walking the kids around the house going, look, they probably did it here. Oh. She's this amazing. is the bed. Yeah, she's incredible. Is it? Does the movie? Do we? Um, because I couldn't help but notice that the nymphomaniac was a very young, attractive woman. Mm-hmm. Do we buy that, or does it ever feel like? Because you've seen that movie. You've seen both nymphomaniac movies. I only, parts? I only knew there was one. Okay, I thought there parts was one and two. Apparently. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I only saw the first part. I don't Whichever know. Whichever part you know. saw. Does it um, does it feel like it's believable, or does it feel like not to say that attractive people can't ha- be nymphomaniacs or have you know sexual problems mm-hmm. or be promiscuous or whatever the thing? Did but a gross it, dude make a movie about sex? Thank you. Did it feel like a gross dude caster? Uh, <laughs> Did a gross dude make a movie? Make a sexy movie? Is honestly, that what it is? I don't. I I, ugh, I don't know the full story because okay. like uh, your girlfriend was saying that like he's a piece of shit. So yeah. like I don't I don't know that backstory. Like blue is the warmest color was hard to watch after mm. I understood like what the filming was like. I don't mm. know. Oh, I don't know bad? the backstory there. How do we feel about? Because Uma Thurman is amazing. If we can she's talk so about Uma oh, yeah, Thurman she's for amazing. a second, do we have have any of y'all seen any of the Kill Bills after the word came out, the news came yes. out that like we just watched the first one fairly recently, and we're about to have to watch the second one for this it's list. On the, it's on the list. Is yeah. it weird that you heard about this, Giovanni? No. That like Quentin Tarantino was not abusive, but kind of, but it's just abuse. Like it's very, it's a form of abuse, horrible, very like method where it's like, where she's the bride and she's having to deal with stuff and either she's locked in the coffin or whatever that he would like. It was like Quentin Tarantino spitting on her oh, God. during takes those, that kind of thing where you're like, <sighs> really did that need to, did you need to film the movie that way to uh, film yeah. that movie? Um, did it feel any different watching Kill Bill's? After knowing that stuff. And Uma Thurman since then has been like, we're cool. It's fine. I, I haven't worked with Quentin since, but like, we're fine. And it, and, and she was also speaking more to like the larger problem of like Harvey Weinstein working on these movies. You happen. can't just allow this stuff to happen. And that was a very angry thing that yeah. she put out. And I feel like she also had an experience with Harvey Weinstein. Oh, I, I think so too. I think oh, a, a specific one. Um, what was it like, Keller? Was it... Uh, worse or like uh, I always hate the beginning of that movie it's rough man yeah Kill Bill's great but those yeah. there, there's parts in it that are just like mm-hmm. not fun no um all right should we get into talking about this movie yeah because it's way more fun <laughs> oh god <laughs> let's get into the good times this, the good here, times roll here's what I want to uh let any of our any of the listeners know like this Giovanni is, picked this movie it's no, her favorite movie never of all time. never she say that about me she wanted to see <laughs> how it. dare you slander my good name <laughs> slander uh no what you should know is we're about to tear this movie apart because yeah, I it, think we all hated it there's nothing to like nothing to like so Let's get like, into it. I would rip it a new asshole, but mm-hmm. it's like I want to plug up its one asshole, and now it can't do anything. That's worse, I think. It's you can't terrible. poop. You yeah. can't even poop. <laughs> exactly. You can't even poop. Yeah. You, you don't can't deserve, shit out another you movie if you're plugged poop. up. Exactly. Uh, welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi, Hector. And our guest today, Whoa, man, didn't even let me I'm so excited because we have a very special it. guest. All right. Hi, All right. Hector. Get, say, say, get, say hi again, Keller. Hi, Hector. <laughs> Our guest today is one of my oldest friends. We've known each other 
10 years? 10 years. Yeah. 10 we have, years. We have two count gumdrop alum yeah. <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> and uh, and how, long, how many years have you known Keller now? Uh, maybe six. However long we've known each other. I haven't even been in L.A. six four? years. Probably four years. Four? Okay. When did you move to L.A.? Five years ago. Five years ago? So four so probably, five. Yeah, so five, four years. I'd say four and a half. Pretty much is a little after Keller moved to L.A., then we all sort of Yeah, you, like six months later, I moved into the house. Six months later. Uh, but she is an unbelievably talented actor. Next level. Writer, comedian, and she's going to be musician. in musician, singer. <laughs> Uh, and she is going to and and a and a mind blowingly amazing improviser, and she's going to be in the Between Two Ferns movie that's coming out. Has it has the release date been announced? Yes, September twentieth. September twentieth. Netflix. Netflix. Um, and it's uh, and she's one of my faves. And I still talk about your um, Beauty and the Beast sketch from a while ago oh, where you're you. with a plate. Uh-huh. Were you the plate? I was a plate. Uh, <laughs> somebody had to tell that story of those poor people <laughs> that got transformed. It's not all yeah. the, it's not their fault. They had nothing to do with with his selfishness or the lesson he needed to learn. Thank you. Like people were plates. Thank you. We watched Beauty and the Beast for this podcast and we got into it earlier this like, year. Some of these it's like year. okay, any plate any inanimate object that doesn't have eyes. Mhm isn't sentient. It's just a magic object is oh, what we determined. We had to then come, we, we saw all forks. Yes. We just saw dozens of forks with, with eyes. With faces. And then there's oh, one point fuck. where there's just Chip goes to sleep with a bunch of other cups. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it and traumatized we were like, me thinking Potts, about it. Miss Potts, are those your children? There's so you many questions. Do you only favor one? Do you neglect the other no. 12? It's crazy. But our guest today is Giovanni Lanayo. Thank you so much for yes, being here. Thank you here. so much for being here. You should thank me. <laughs> I um, we owe you so much. I hadn't I hadn't seen either of you in so long. I was I've been excited for <laughs> two too. weeks Us to come too. over and was like telling people like I get to see Hector in color. I love uh, them. Me and Hector oh, no. go way back. You'll like, never say this to anybody. And like I and I was like I was I was I've been excited all day to come here. <laughs> and then I got here and there were there were cream sodas just like. You know, you, they asked me for drinks. I didn't just say like, yes, I'll do your podcast, but you must have cream sodas. You did ask me. Yes. I wanted them. What's your drink of preference? And you said cream sodas. With an like, exclamation point. Writer, I man. hate the taste of alcohol. <laughs> I love it. cream soda. Yeah. There was chips and salsa. There were bagels. It is 5 p.m. Snacks. There were bagels. I was so happy and I was just like primed to have a good time. And then the movie happened and I felt <laughs> so betrayed. I felt like I had been tricked. At any oh. point, did you have a good time during that movie? Uh, I mean... I think no. Daniel Craig in his undies is fun. Because that was that was also second round of snacks. I feel like about 40, yes. 40 minutes in, Daniel yeah, yeah, Craig yeah. in his undies. That was compounded with another bagel and like, some more snacks. More yeah, snacks. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. um, you know what was the most fun part? Was when we were all laughing at the hot air balloon accident at the beginning. That what, was the, the most, crux of this movie. That, we yes, all laughed. That was the most fun part because we were like, what's happening right now? Um, it's called Enduring Love. Dude, what? Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for, for even for not even just walking out for not even for after the movie leaving and us being like, okay, I guess it's just me and Keller. Uh, you can essentially <laughs> ask anything of us at this That's point, true. and That's we true. have to do. This it. is a Godfather level. <laughs> Godfather on on his daughter's wedding day level uh, a favor that we now owe you. I yeah. just want I want a redo. I know. Yes, you want a redo. That's what I want. Okay. Yes, because well, I still want to hang you out ne- with you. We're going to give you next year's list, and you have yes. to pick fresh. Our, okay. our dumb policy is that because we know a lot of cool people, and we try to get a lot of great voices. We're trying to have a different guest. We know a lot of cool people. We know a lot of cool people. A lot of cool people. A different guest each week. 
So we've had uh, a returning guest. If there was a guest in 2018, we were like, you can come back 2019. We're going to give you full pick for 2020, okay. and you're coming back for 2020. Okay, 2020 but, uh, sounds promising. Yes, but even better than but that. we're going to see you before then. We will make it up to you by just having a regular social time. Okay. Just a regular hangout. I like that. I like both of your girlfriends. <laughs> I enjoy hanging out with you guys. Awesome. This is, I really am like, I feel like we're on the thinnest of ice right now. Like really we're about are. to, this movie was so bad. We're about to lose a friend. We're about to lose yeah. a real hey, friend. We put some things you guys, into nothing, jeopardy nothing, right now. Truly nothing could make me stop loving you. <laughs> Not Except, even you know, enduring love? It, you, our, your I, love? My love was tested. Your love endured this movie. Oh, don't compare my love to this movie. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm saying that your love endured it. <clears throat> so, so we have two traditions on this show. Number one, Keller's going to tell us what Empire Magazine thinks of the movie we just watched tonight. The second tradition is, I know Keller told you beforehand, by the end of this podcast, you will please, if you would please, let us know what movie you would pick, any movie ever, that you think would deserve to exist on a list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Because we've been asking all of our guests as we've been doing this, because this list is, there's plenty of ups and downs. Today was a down, but we've been asking... Uh, our previous guests and these are the movies that they've picked and it's mm. awesome there's like a really cool like I'm I've always been more interested in this list of you know of our of our friends and colleagues picks versus I'm, I'm looking at the list <clears throat> mostly yeah. just looking at who you've asked before me oh yes 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 uh, <clears throat> yeah. Marina <laughs> did pick The Little Mermaid and Blade obviously. somebody's name is Sax Carr that is a real yeah. name cool mm-hmm. yeah he lives next door yeah oh nice he does yeah hi Sax absolutely yeah so these are some of everybody's picks here and then the first ones here were Keller and I just did it by ourselves for four weeks. We picked those movies right there. Mm, but basically, I love Hot Rod. Yeah, yes. Hot Rod's great. So Me you could too. pick any. Mo- it could be a movie that you think is genuinely. This is how I described it on last week's episode. I was like, you can think of it as in one of two ways. Number one, uh, do you want to um, put a, li- a movie on there that you're like, I think hands down, everyone would agree, this is a classic. This is one of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Or do you want to pick a movie? You're like, I don't know if anybody else is going to pick this movie, and I want mm-hmm. some eyeballs on it. I want, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, I, I am thinking like that. I'm like, these are movies that I love, but like a lot of people have seen those. I was like, sure. do who do I need to who do Support, I need to tell champion. people about? Who yeah, need, yeah, who's yeah. underrepresented? Exactly, because exactly. there's a lot of underrepresented things on these on on this, on this on magazine this list. list. So yeah. let's get into it. Also, before we start, too, um, we haven't started. We haven't. I mean, no, we got to get the po- <laughs> we got to get begun. the podcast going. But just to go back to your. Beauty and the Beast plate sketch. Where did that idea for that come from? Was it just you knowing the movie and being like, I have questions? Well, I had written some erotic fan fiction about like a house orgy with like all of the all of the different creatures, like not creatures, but the different uh, objects, appliances, and objects. Yeah. yeah, and so I was already like thinking about like what they all do sexually, and then I was like, those poor plates, like they don't have what can they do? They don't have any kind of appendage, no faces, mm-hmm. and they're like, and it doesn't seem like they get let out mm-hmm. ever. And then I was just like, just feel, you know, and then I was just crying. They just, and, they just lay <laughs> on just top kidding. of each other. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah. I just. I I just I I wanted to I wanted to continue that that uh that train of thought. Yeah, keep it going to a wonderful. So the sketch was came to I forget in a beautiful. Way. What show was it for? Legitimate goddamn theater Legitimate at, goddamn at the theater. Uh, at UCB theater. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You had like a wonderful like black leotard on because mm-hmm. you were like in the back and then you were, was just a plate. You were holding a plate, just a plate, <laughs> moving it around, doing the one <laughs> when it was like your turn to do the dive or whatever. Yeah, there was, was a really there was a dance number at the end where we just saw the plate part. So yeah. it was a lot of me standing on the side waiting to come out (laughs) (laughs) it was great all right let's get started keller first tradition this is empire magazine 2008 it's from the uk tell us what empire magazine 
What movie we're talking about right now? 426, Enduring Love. 2004, director Roger Mitchell, Michael Mitchell. Reese Evans is beyond creepy as a disturbed stalker harassing Daniel Craig following a chance meeting. It differs substantially from Ian McEwan's novel, but is almost unbearably tense. I wonder how the novel's different. Is the novel good? Is that the difference? I think that might be it. That I think the, the balloon thing. definitely comes into yeah. it more. <laughs> in the novel. <laughs> they don't even mention the balloon in I the, know. They in the just blurb. Say, Chance encounter. Do you know why? Because I feel like even they knew it would, be, a spoiler. it would be too tough of a sell to tell somebody what the plot of this yeah. movie is versus like what the tone and what, oh, the genre. It's a psychological thriller. If you tell somebody, all right, so there's this hot air balloon and a kid doesn't jump out of it and the grandpa's trying to hold on to it and it gets away. And, and it's then not they even have the it, grandpa. And then they have it and then they don't have there it. Are four, there are four guys holding on to the hot air balloon trying to like weigh it down. And then it's too high, so they one by one they all let go, mm-hmm. except for one guy who goes too high mm-hmm. and then falls falls to his death, and his mm-hmm. knees go through his body. It's like a gnarly death that I didn't yeah. think we were going to yeah, see again. They showed a lot. That's showed this it over and over. That's mm-hmm. this uh, dumb movie. Uh, why is why is this movie bad? Oh, you know what? I will say. I Let's said that there was. I said there was. I first. said. I said that there was nothing to like about this movie, but I have no complaints about any of the acting. Mm-mm. Okay. Not not one of the actors. You know who was a surprisingly good actor for me was the man at the end, who was the professor who showed up and talked to We're the actually, woman. Quite in love. Because I felt like he, I felt like he, he was he was so real. I was like, oh, I feel like this is like a real guy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I these people real. were actually in love and yeah. saw and, all this shit go saw down. This, <laughs> saw them filming this movie and were so traumatized. <laughs> but um, I, 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 I would agree with you. I bought him as a piece of shit old professor dude yes, having I did. an affair. I, I did would too. agree with you. Daniel Craig was great. Um, oh my God, what's the actress's name? Miranda something played his, his yeah. girlfriend, fiance to be, but then it didn't work out. Um, hang on, I have it right here. It is Samantha Morton as Claire was great. Reese Ephans as Jed was great. Mm-hmm. Bill Nye, and if I'm mispronouncing these names, it's fine. Bill Nye was hard. their friend. Um, ben Wishaw was a, a student named Spud. Spud. Andrew Lincoln was apparently credited as TV producer, but like what? a friend I, of theirs. We don't even know why huh? he was there. It could have been lunch with Bill Nye. Yeah. Andrew Lincoln had one scene. It didn't. I, that was weird. It was weird. But he was fine. He was. He was in fine. The movie. But I thought he was going to factor in quite a bit more. But it was too. only for that encounter. Me too. He was so deep into the story mm-hmm. that I was like, "This is one time." Yeah. Just because they wanted Andrew Lincoln, I guess. When when that scene happened in the restaurant where Daniel Craig has lunch with him, you were like, "They're introducing." so many characters yeah. still and I was like yeah that's this is not yeah, that should not have happened they can't follow all these people Giovanni what, what is your overall thoughts why what made this movie what's bad about this movie you mentioned uh, the good what's bad about this movie it I mean it starts incredibly frustrating <laughs> like they they could have done where like there was no way for that boy to we get out of the balloon and it was just mm-hmm. like it was so maddening mm-hmm. like that there were just so many points within the movie starting from the very beginning where it was like people could have made choices that could have led to people staying alive or uninjured and they just didn't make those choices mm-hmm. and like that's that it, so it's just like I'm already in a place not of being tense but of being mad <laughs> at not at the makers of the movie and at the characters and their choices within yeah. the story. And like you said, if you want to tell me that the characters have no choice, because I'll give you a good example. So Daniel Craig's being stalked 
by Rice Iphens. How do you pronounce Rice Iphens. Reese Iphens. Oh, I, I think, think it's you Reese. got it. Reese. Yeah. It's being stalked by Reese Reese-y because Reese Fans. Reese Fans. It's like Fancy Boy. <laughs> Reese Fans is one of the the four people who were trying to weigh the, down the balloon. Mm-hmm. So him and Daniel Craig just randomly are there, and after they experience this very traumatic thing, then the movie really starts with like Reese is stalking him and and is imprinting on him what he thinks. Are he's receiving secret messages from Daniel Craig, and he thinks that Daniel Craig is telling him, "I'm in love with you. C- please come talk to me." So my frustration is like there was not enough. I'm going to call the police throughout this. Yeah. Movie. If the characters had called the police, and then the police said, just like we were kind of talking, guys, we want to 100 percent come back out and say that we are 100 percent against the police and fuck uh, the yeah. police, <laughs> but call the fucking police. We're also, I'm also 100 percent against stalking, and like you know, yeah. you got to you got to use your resources. So. So if the movie had shown characters calling the police and then the police being like, because we were talking about throughout the movie, we're like, okay, in the U.S. versus the U.K., you call us the police for a stalker. What can they do? What can? And then Giovanni, you were like, you can get a restraining order pretty yeah. easily. Like that's you know. So if all that stuff had happened, but then the police were like, uh, we can't really much do anything. We need this and this and this or whatever. And it was just more have that four minutes. Yes. Yeah. Frustration. Not even for, that. For like, Daniel or just Craig. like the nothing. end yeah. of a phone call. Just so, yeah. the scene can start with him saying, yes. so you can do nothing. Yes. You yeah. click. Uh. Yeah. The, oh, the police said they can't do anything. Bobby's a useless. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all you need. That that's somebody all, tried. That's all you need. Bobby's a Or like that the kid useless. was like trying to get out of the balloon, oh. but the wind was blowing too hard. But he was just sitting there. That wind shot, when the wind is coming mm-hmm. at them, they're all like in slow-mo almost. Just like, yeah. oh, no. no. They turn around like it's an explosion in Independence Day. Exactly. That they have to like outrun. They're like, what? And it, if I was like, what's happening? Is this the movie The Happening? Yeah. Where they just saw the trees move and they're like, run. Like it's it was so stupid. And and then a, a huge gust of wind hits it. But yeah, e- either that or if the kid was like five. Yes. Because at no point that did kid we was need... He was like 11. Old. He was like 11. We didn't need an 11-year-old in any sort of stunt thing with the balloon. Like there were shots with, with, with the balloon where it got really high up where I was like, you could have no kid in there. There's probably not a kid actor in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not have the kid be five years old yeah. to us be like, oh no, a five-year-old, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, like this kid's freaking out. It would have made it. Ugh. But even with the line later, turns out the kid <laughs> just figured it out later. Yeah. The kid, the kid, the key, he got him, he got himself together and he set, the, to he set the balloon down. Yeah. Five miles, five miles away. Five miles away. So Which is kid, impressive. This is an 11 year old kid. This 11 year old kid ended up fine. So that, so ultimately all of that did, all that did was reinforce the idea that like this one man who fell because he kept hanging on, whereas everyone else dropped, uh, like 20 feet up or whatever. And they were just kind of hurt. The one man that died didn't need to die. No. So yeah. if they're, if they're, if they're trying to hammer home that idea just to make Daniel Craig's guilt like believable, it's like, okay, you guys did that. But like Giovanni said, you made me pissed off at the beginning. Of yeah. I also feel like the movie's going to be about the balloon for the first yeah. 45 yeah. minutes. Cause he's like, Seeing balloons everywhere and drawing balloons <laughs> and like, but then it just he becomes. Posted up, they bail on that so hard, yeah, he, like about he, halfway through. It really does take a turn. He posted up a picture of like a like a drawing of a thing, like a graphical thing where a man was like had a bunch of balloons around like a belt, as if he was just being lifted in the air by separate balloons. And I'm like, wh- at okay, this point, yeah. what are you trying to do? Ugh. To make us think, like, w- the idea was that he becomes so obsessed with that that he just becomes obsessed with all balloons. It was really dumb. Like, what if David Fincher had directed this? Probably would have been way better. Yeah. Probably would have been I might have, like, 
liked it. Would have been like Zodiac or something. That, you were know. saying like the game. He did the game. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. like Psychological a dumb thriller. concept, but yeah, but it but it worked. But it I worked. Was, I, I went with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I still bought it. The 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 widow was like, you don't know him. He wouldn't have let go. Like he wouldn't have gone. Sorry, she and said. That. She said. She said he doesn't take risks. The only reason he would take a risk mm-hmm. is if he was showing off for some girl. Mm-hmm. So he was definitely cheating on me. And that ended and up it wasn't true. So I was like, false. well, what was what was that? Yeah, then? I agree. It was really. Weird. Are they trying to? Because it was a real act of everyday heroism, heroism by this Did, guy. And Kelly, you said this is the same screenwriter as Love Actually. No. Oh, Notting not, Hill. Oh, and Atonement. Oh wait, no, and the not the, the book. Guy who Ian McEwen wrote Atonement. Oh, the book. I want to know what the difference is now, mm-hmm. though. Between the book like, of Enduring Love and this. Yeah, because I like yeah. Atonement. Atonement's fucking great. Yeah, I like that movie. That I movie. like that great. green dress scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the green dress scene. But it's too much of we it's it way too fucking bleak. It's it a is. bleak-ass movie, there's but another that movie, one shot at the end, though, is there's, awesome. There's another movie where just if British people communicated to one another... Things would have ended up fine. (laughs) God damn it. It's the same as Lord of the Flies. Dead Man's Shoes. The other one we watched. Dead Man's Shoes is the same thing. Another British film where it's like if British people, if British blokes communicated to each other, they would have been. I'm not saying Americans communicate better even. I'm just saying if British folks communicated better, wouldn't have happened. Bad things would not have happened in in, um, uh, Dead Man's Shoes, in Enduring Love, and in Atonement. That's three. That's three. And they are just all so bleak. They're so bleak. They're so... They're so proper when they don't. It's like, uh, well, polite. This is the way it is. Mm. Oh, that part in um in the girl, the what's the not the hornet's nest, the one before the girl, the girl with the dragon tattoo, girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm-hmm. When Kirk. he like figures out the dude, that the dude is like the killer, and he's like, hey, the killer's like, hey, stop, come on in for a drink, and he's like, no, I gotta go, and he's like, come in, come in, and then he gets him down, he like gets him down in the basement, uh, and he's like, why did you come in? You yeah. knew I was the killer, but you were too polite. You were too polite to just say no. I can't have a coffee with you. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just a culture. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Really though, because the stalker calls him and he's like, Hey, I thought we could meet. I thought we could talk about that thing, you know? And he's like, I don't know what you mean. I'm really busy, even though he's not. And he goes, no, come on. I'm just in the park across the street. From your house. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you come and talk to me, I'll never bother you again. And he's like, okay. And you know that what? dude straight no. up shows up multiple times Ugh. and he's still like just kind of laughing him off. Yeah. Yes. Workplace. Yes. At lunch. All over the place. I really needed just some police. Some yeah. bulby. Uh, po- they sh- some police uh, showed police. up when the guy was on the ground. Oh, it was frustrating. Just sitting up. The body sitting straight up. Oh, yeah. Torso yeah. up and then gut. Surprisingly violent. <laughs> Surprisingly it was really graphic uh, image. Keller, what were your over- your overall thoughts? What did you think of the movie? Fuck this movie forever. <laughs> um, Roger Mitchell should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> As the credits roll, Ian Keller McEwen just told should each person's name to fuck himself. off. <laughs> Like, they should all be ashamed of themselves. They all sat around and thought of the saddest thing Mm -hmm. and then tried to make it twisty, Mm -hmm. which is so Mm -hmm. dumb. And they just kind of make mental illness look... Like, the way trauma could affect somebody, they just made a farce of it. They made a... They they were trying to do, like, a basic instinct or, like, you know, like... um, uh, What was another movie that this guy's done? Because I feel like he's had some similar... I almost felt like this movie Subject was going to be about like them dealing with the trauma. Me of too. Them. Yeah, and yeah. I wasn't totally opposed to that. I was going to be more interested in that, and I was Same. like, if it's going to be about a fucking hot air balloon falling out of the sky, and it's not a comedy, <laughs> then, <laughs> then you better double down on like exactly. the, on the yeah. trauma of it. I would have been on board for just like the people who experience that, just mm-hmm. like 
you know, having kind of a group therapy or like trying to figure out like mm-hmm. what everybody's doing to cope mm-hmm. or something. But I it was, or all of them hunting down that kid. I did <laughs> just beating the shit out of him. But I didn't need it to be twisty. At some point in the movie, Keller said that this was like a British crash, but with just no black people. Like that's just <laughs> yeah, all white, just all white British because people. We started and no stakes because it was so twisty. We started thinking like, oh, did some of these people know them know each other before this balloon accident? Yeah. Remember, we were like, oh, did did Reese Ethan's character like murder the guy who fell down somehow and at, at one point Daniel Craig was like I have to figure out who let go first it's like why that none of that has anything to do with anything and then yeah. that never they never they leaned never into came that back to that there's a no. lot of drop balls in this how, drop how did this overall I I really 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 disliked it I disliked it disliked this movie does not I don't think it belongs on the list of the 500 greatest Hector let's hear all. your overall thoughts <laughs> overall thoughts I thought that it was you guys pretty much it's well acted it. It's well acted. Mm-hmm. It feels like it would have been better as a stage play. And it's yes. sometimes well shot. Yes. But yes. other times it's so fucking hacky. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's, there's lots of shots where they feel voyeuristic and it feels like somebody stalking or spying on the main characters. Long shots, you know, as mm-hmm. characters are walking through like a like a, an interior or whatever. And it gives you those feelings, but what's the end result is just a, like the a, guy on Daniel Craig's back a false <laughs> like a falsely a GoPro on his shoulder yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he runs up the stairs which is so weird but it's so like this stupid. little twisty movie and then at the end for the for the I don't want to say like villain and our antagonist because this guy had a delusion like a real like but he's supposed to be the villain because they do the, the post credits and he like turns to the screen and fucking smiles he, smi- he looks at the looks at he, the camera and smiles like Giovanni just closed her eyes right now and just shook her head <laughs> any chance like, of no. you having any sort of redemptive like if you wanted to argue for something mm-hmm. but to just that ruins any yeah argument it, you could it ever makes have it, a, it makes it a in, cartoon because it's like a real delusion it turns into a deal it's like we were trying to make a horror movie actually yeah actually this is just a thriller the whole time it's just a thriller horror movie we weren't if really was, talking about trauma or anything it's actually it, just a thriller if it was just and if it was honestly if it was just like about someone being stalked Cause mm-hmm. like I like swim fan, mm-hmm. like that's all right. Then I would rather it started with something like them being friends. I felt like the yeah. balloon thing just made the whole movie like oh. just so frustrating. But if it was just like, oh, they met at fucking water polo uh-huh. and they were friends and he, he came yeah. over for dinner and then it got out of hand. He read his book. He yeah. was a student in his class. Something. Whatever. But and like all, all the balloon and stuff and all of the other characters. And then they keep on, he keeps on coming back to this widow and it just felt mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then the widow herself, was talking about her husband in front of her daughter as like, oh, he was definitely... He Which had is to why been, we had to watch that clip from yeah, Infomaniac. Yeah. <laughs> he had to have been cheating because, you, like you were saying, Giovanni, like he, he would never go do something brave. And then at the end of the movie, it was real. No, he did. He was just giving a ride to two other people that they were having an affair. And that's why they had a picnic and left it on the floor of the dude's car. And so... Yeah, it feels like a lot of like dropped story threads that they didn't... that they it, At the end of the movie, it just ended up being this stabby thriller to where, oh, let's get Daniel Craig and Reese Ifans to kind of kiss so that he can surprise stab him. And it's like, oh, yeah, they kissed. Yeah, yeah they that kissed. Was that yeah. was with the sounds. Very. <laughs> That's a good combo to build what it actually was. I don't know which one was Daniel and which one was Reese, but pretty good. Uh, yeah, this movie was... Um, Real, real bad. Why do I think it made the list? I think it made the list because British four years, people. British people, four years before this list came out, they polled 10,000 readers. And I'm sure a lot of those readers were in the UK. And I'm sure a lot of them were fans of like, because these are like Hill. movie bros are the people that read this magazine, mostly white, straight movie bros. 
probably and I bet Roger Mitchell's Bond. like one of the boys. Yeah, and so they a were like British like mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a bunch of film nerds are like, "Oh, you know what's cool? I know about a psychological thriller that came out two years before Casino Royale, James Bond, and it stars James Bond, and it's cool." And it Boom. has yeah. Q in it, putting it on but my top ten, yet. and Q's in it. But Boom. it wouldn't Q yet. It wouldn't Q yet. Uh, ben Wishaw. Um, that's why I think it made this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go? No. No, I we're going to get into about, so much more. I want you to talk about other movies. Oh, so, I love to talk about okay, other movies. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and say that this was not a movie that anybody should watch. Agreed. Don't do it. Don't get it on DVD via Netflix like and Hector did. If this, you've ever wronged me, please watch it. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, we wish this upon our worst enemies. If this um, if this list were made today, this absolutely would not make no. the cut. No. Nobody There's would a reason we've never okay. heard of no. this movie. Yes, agreed. I bet and this probably got nominated for something, too. It's only from 04. No, like I said, it got mixed reviews when it came out. Oh, yeah. It got mixed reviews. I really am surprised that this thing made this this cut. This is really weird. Um, so now we get to the part in the podcast that I'm most excited about. Giovanni, if you could pick any any movie in the world. Yes, it can't even be the movie we just watched, but I know it won't be. Any movie ever. What movie would you pick? And if you have any other options, give us some runners up for a movie that you think deserves to exist on a list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. And also, I just want to know what movies you like. Yeah. yeah okay. I can tell you what movies I like because yeah. I think I think maybe if I was like more objective about like what makes a great movie, but mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about the movies that I think are fun. Good. Um, I love heavyweights. Hell um, yes, I, I fucking love heavyweights. I can't like I can't. I, and since you told me I'm going to be adding a movie to this list, I'm like, oh, let me think of something that might be more important. But like, that's just the most fun movie <laughs> that there is. Um, ben Stiller's so ridiculous. I think that's movie. his best. Mm-hmm. It's so funny when you and saw he's with both his parents in that movie. Which is fun. Yeah. When you saw Dodgeball, where you're like, oh, this is, that is just nobody makes me bleed my own blood. I don't even remember Dodgeball. Yeah. No, that's Dodgeball. Yeah. Wow. No, that is Dodgeball. But it's essentially it's the same the character. Same. It's very, very similar. Oh. This like overly fit. But when like, he like is throwing glass down on the ground and walking on it, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Great kids movie. And uh, all those kids are great. They're mm-hmm. so good. They were so lucky to find um, what is his name, Josh. Josh Wiseman, the guy, the kid who plays uh, Josh was bad. Josh now good. I think I got his name totally wrong. Um, what the fuck is his name? I don't remember. Uh, but that kid who's mm-hmm. like he's in Mighty Didn't Ducks. Did he play Goldberg? Yeah, yeah he played Goldberg yeah, yeah. in oh. Mighty Ducks. Yeah, uh, I'll look him up right now. I'll look him. I know who you're talking about. He's uh, great. He was great. 1995. Paul in that movie. Yeah. Then Judd Apatow. I don't know if he directed it, but he produced he it or something. something. On it. Yeah. Oh, you know what's so funny too is that Ben Siller plays a character named Tony Perkins. That's so great. Tony Perkins Jr. Wow, Why is that's that funny? great. Because it's like Tony Robbins is like another oh. like motivation. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. You know, oh. which is another. I didn't guy get it. It is <clears throat> funny. Well, yeah, they were so lucky to find to find that kid who's like. I don't know. It's just, I think it must be hard to find child actors who can do like, oh yeah, I'm like a cool, mature, like. Yeah, Sean Weiss. That's Sean the guy's Weiss. name. can make super funny. Say, like s- Josh Weissman. But he played Josh in, um, in Heavyweights. That's who he played. Josh, now good. Yeah. Josh. I love Heavyweights. Burn bomb. It's so fun. I need to watch Heavyweights again. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Spice World. I think Spice World is super, <gasps> super fun. I've never seen it. Oh man. Bill Nye's in that, isn't romp. he? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Uh, I, I is. love Alan Cumming. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Keenan Thompson was in Heavyweights too. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been around forever. I know. He was in the Mighty Ducks he, too. He, he was in a sketch with Chris Farley on on all that. Like he, that's how Damn. long he's been doing comedy, which is amazing. It's amazing the longevity that I know man has had. I know. Um, uh, I when I'm sick, I always watch uh, Pride and Prejudice, the Keira Knightley one, mm. uh, Joe Joe Wright. Mm. Um, it's Isn't so that calming. Atonement. And it it's it's me. calming. Yeah. 
Um, I will often watch. I haven't revisited in a while, but I'll watch Amelie. Mm. Um, it's like on it. here. Yeah. It's so much reading. It's the only reason like, you can't just throw it on. <laughs> when I when I saw the movie in high school and like that moment where she she like the guy that she likes leaves and she turns into a puddle and I just I had never seen the, yeah. an artistic representation like that in yeah. a movie and it was I it really like opened my mind a lot creatively. Cool. I got to see that movie. That's great. You never seen Amelie? No. I think it's great. I think it's uh I think that uh definitely people there's there's going to be a lot of people who really really love it and I think overall it's great but it's not necessarily sort of yeah. for everybody but it's but it, it's like it's a bummer because I think it might get lumped in with like Garden State and a bunch of other movies that are not as good as Amelie mm-hmm. as being like kind of like magical realism mm-hmm. fantasy type genre where it's like Amelie does it well and other movies don't do it so well. Okay. Um, I uh, uh, and I I saw Detective Pikachu recently, <laughs> and I don't know why everybody's gagging over it. I didn't understand. I was like, this movie looks dumb, and people were like, no, no, it's fun, it's good, which is kind of what happened with Jumanji, where I was like, mm. no, and people were like, no, with you're wrong. Yeah, and then yeah. I saw it, and I was like, oh my god, I was wrong. That was fucking fun. This Jack Black fucking yeah. crushes I, it. it so, there was, there was so much that shouldn't have worked, and it yes. worked. Yeah. I agree. Um, I agree. And so I was like, okay, like mea culpa. Let me watch Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. What do you think? Of and Pikachu? I was, I felt everyone had lied to me. I felt I can't trust anyone. <laughs> I don't know what anybody's fucking talking about. If you, you had asked like me, did after this, if you had asked me, I would have told you. Not great. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I'm just yeah. glad to hear that there was one person. Yeah, who, <laughs> yeah I, think I would not like have a six. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's, good. It's, I think it's. Uh, I think it's. It's fun for it's, kids. It's I'm fine, sure a kid would think it's fucking awesome. It's a fine kids movie, but I also don't like Hector how the, so how, the, how, the main, how the main character is just Deadpool, and I'm like, that shouldn't be like that. Ryan Reynolds uh, cynicism shouldn't be in a kids thing. It shouldn't be earnest because like Pikachu's making fun of being Pikachu. Pikachu's making fun of Pokemon, mm-hmm. and, that, and and they think that that's the way to get to like adults to be like, hey, remember that thing you liked when you were 12? Well, it's it's okay to like it again. And I'm like, you don't have to do that, man. Yeah. Just be earnest. Mm-hmm. Just be yeah. genuine about it. Just make a cool looking. Movie. Just make a cool you know but um movie. okay so you you didn't enjoy did not pokemon like detective that. also bill nye in that who had the oh, worst yeah. oh yeah he, was he had a, the worst and i've seen a little bit of people talk about this online the worst motivation for a villain which is <laughs> i'm in a wheelchair i don't want to be anymore so that's why i'm using genetically engineered po- i'm like stop that's already yikes that's already it's so lazy it's yeah. so so bad it's yeah. so bad yeah yeah um, Not a great movie. Spider Verse no. mm-hmm. is great. Yes. Cool. Thinking of what I've seen more recently. Well, what's going to be the one pick? Is it going to be Heavyweights? Oh, I'm sorry. Were you looking for one answer? No, no, no. Yeah, it could be just yeah. for our list. <clears throat> just for our list. I mean, I guess I'll go Heavyweights because I can't. I <gasps> mean, I'm beautiful. I'm, I'm talking through, and you know what? I just I don't know that I like anything better. <laughs> How could you? Now that I think about it, I don't. No, Heavyweights has not been picked before, has it? No, it no, has not. Of course not. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, great. So our uh, list is so much better. It's so much better. I would rather watch Heavyweights 100 times in one sitting than watch Enduring Love than watch Enduring Love one more time. To even watch five <laughs> minutes of Enduring. To, Love. Honestly, yeah, like, yeah. Just kidding. I'd watch the Hot Air Balloon again. <laughs> <laughs> just to yell at the kid, get out, jump out. But then no, they had to pause the balloon and and, they, and Daniel I'm Craig just going to put that ask. part on loop at parties with music playing. <laughs> oh, you know what? I oh, you want to take so, it back? Okay, yeah, I have <gasps> to take it back. Yes, I have to take it back because. 
fuck, oh, And it's not, it's, I love heavyweights and I don't think, I don't have to prove that anymore. You know that I do. Yes. Yeah, we believe um, it. So we I, it. Someone else will pick it. Don't worry. It's, it's and also fine. And you can come back I, next because, year and pick heavyweights. And yeah. this is partly, this is partly because I'm looking at, I'm looking at the list mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say Paris is burning. Just so oh. that it's on here. What is Paris is Burning? Oh my God! What it's is incredible. Paris is Burning? It's a it's a it's a documentary about the um the that's the two ba- documentaries in a row. The ball scene in New York in the eighties, where like drag was well, not drag was oh. born, oh, but shit. it's just like about the early days of drag where, like, and like the up. the underground um like drag competitions Whoa. and like just like and gay culture at that time in New York and like that struggle and all of the different people who are competing in this scene and it's fucking funny and it's painful and it's oh. poignant and it is so good and I could watch it every goddamn day. When did, is burning. Yeah. When so did this good. documentary come out? I think maybe like 91. 1991? Oh, and it was like about, and like I, the, it's the filming and everything is taking place in like 88, I think. Oh my God. I love the way documentaries from the 90s look. Oh man, that sounds fast. I thought this was a more recent thing, mm. but this yeah. is 1991. Paris is burning. Yeah, That's I've never awesome. heard of this. It also sounded like you described uh, Zoolander, but in real life, where they have the underground like runway competitions, like where it's just like it's a walk off between two people in a club, and they just like do it. Is it like that? Um, <laughs> it's 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 hard to hear you say that because it's like people are dying. Oh, <laughs> to no. be, you know, because they're they're gay in the 80s. Yes, like yes. they are dying. Mm-hmm. They're being killed by police, by yes. people, AIDS, um, yeah. by AIDS. Isn't that what poses is about is that what poses uh about? yes poses poses <gasps> okay. they yeah. make lots of references that are specific wow. like direct pulls from paris is burning paris. and then like rupaul's drag race like a lot of that stuff wow comes. i mean but, i mean it's coming from it's growing out of that culture sure. but also they'll they'll pull like specific from quotes movie. from the movie but yeah but, but pose is set in the modern day or is no. it a, oh what when no, it's it's also late eighties. No, I, that's 90s. like I think that's why it's set during that era. Oh, mm-hmm. awesome! Uh, that's crazy, man. Someone needs that needs to like make a resurgence in theaters or something. It really just does. because Paris everybody's like watching RuPaul Drag Absolutely. Race, but doesn't know anything about. I feel it like I feel like in the past. I mean, there's a, there's an amazing UCB shows about it and stuff in Los Angeles. But I feel like in the past year or two, there has been so much more of of like focus on drag culture yes. and what its origins were and what it does and who's involved in it and stuff and so many more people are like falling in love with it that it's like that would be amazing yeah. if they did a Paris is Burning like re-release in theaters. Yeah, they definitely should. Just so people <sighs> should really know where it came from. And everybody, everybody would love it. watches RuPaul Drag Race and doesn't know shit. Yeah. yeah. It's not It's not like one of those ones where it's like, ah, just remember that it's old, like take sure. it with the It's like, no, it's this still, is good. Yeah. This is good. Uh, what mm-hmm. a good pick. I'm going to check right now where... It is. See if that's streaming anywhere. 1990. Here it is. It's on Netflix. Streaming on Netflix. Hell yeah. yeah. Nice. What? That's awesome. And Giovanni's also going to be streaming on Netflix. Ah! Oh, fuck. I'm excited. I'm not going to downplay it and act like don't. it's not exciting. It's fucking awesome. I don't want to be cavalier. I don't want to be like, don't. like, oh, yeah, it's so don't nice. Don't be coy. Like, I was whatever. sitting what at my desk at work. Like, I'm fucking excited. I was sitting at my desk at work and gasped out loud. Oh, my God. Thank it's you. The best. Thank it's, you for guessing. It's, it's the so best. excited. It's the best when there's any great news for anybody that I kind of know where it's like, oh, so-and-so sold a script or, oh, so-and-so is going to be, you know, like improviser people, people I'm a fan of, whatever. But, but we like it you was way, way more. Way more. <laughs> Fuck it all was so great. Comparison. We were so excited. I like me better than yeah. all of those people. You should. <laughs> you should. You should. Honestly. Honestly, you should. should. I am so, I am so excited. Like, I, man, like, th- I mean, that's, I mean, I've that's, never had money before. 
Like <laughs> they gave you money to do Yeah, it? they gave me like a lot Whoa, of money. It's fuck? crazy. Oh it's crazy. God. I know. Oh my God. Like they didn't know. <laughs> like, oh, you took they money. They could have not. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> That's so funny. It was well, so much free food. I don't know if you guys have ever been on a set, oh, but the there's like a lot of free food. Damn. That is awesome. Damn. I would do so, anything if I could show up every day and just get free food. Right? I know. Oh That's like, enough. Oh, you guys are going to take care of all meals yeah. and yeah. everything in between? But, and on top of that, pay me? Yeah. Damn, like now they, now they got yeah. me used to getting paid money oh, no. and they can never yeah, go they back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Fools. is there anything else that's been... That's been announced, revealed. Anything else that you're working on right now? Anything else that you'd like to point people to that are oh listening? Oh my right god, now? I don't have shit else. Okay, great. <laughs> I got one thing. Hopefully, I get more work after this because are you I'm, no, performing I'm, everywhere. Right? Yeah, I'm performing everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, like constantly. Um, yeah. Do you do shows every day? Basically, I basically do are shows every day. I am tired. <laughs> um, I'm tired, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm, I'm at a, I'm at the UCB theater quite a bit. Um, and baby wants candy doing musical improv on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. I did, I did legitimate goddamn theater again on Thursday this week. Oh, cool. And you would have loved it. It oh. was, it was, what was it? It was, um, I think I heard about, I was naked. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved yeah. it. I loved it. Still doing a Beauty and the Beast bit? Is it? Is it the place? No, that- it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. The show was Pride themed. Oh, oh yeah, just naked running around with a plate. With a plate. <laughs> this is my art. <laughs> you can't tell me it's not. Um, it was. I was Eve. From oh, the Bible. Nice. The first woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or depending on your uh, yeah Dead Sea Scrolls knowledge, bullshit. If it's or a Dead Sea Scrolls, the third woman. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear about that. I know. We I just heard about it yesterday. Later. Just learned about it's it last night. Not in the Bible. It's controversial. Yeah. I just Fuck. learned about it last night. Apparently, mm-hmm. Eve was the third woman made in the Dead Sea Scrolls version of the Bible. Oh. After God like did uh, two women before that were too like uh, mouthy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, you got it. Yeah, no. you got it. Turns out you God sucks. No. Yeah, he, he yeah. yeah, God sucks, and then he wrote yeah. it down like yeah. an idiot. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. He made a, he made a woman for Adam, who then was like, uh, "Why are we doing uh, this?" Was apparently, according to Eric Calderon, who was our buddy, who, who who was on the episode of Sideways, and we just talked about him last week. He explained, and I'm paraphrasing because I have no religious information or history or knowledge. Uh, but uh, the first, the first, yeah, the first woman and Adam were having sex, and sometimes he was on top, and sometimes she was on top. The fact that some scrolls, yes, the fact that sometimes she was on top with drawings made God go, uh, that offends my male sensibility. So I'm going to go ahead and put her in a cave and she'll never come out of this cave. And here's the second woman. And then the second woman, uh, like I forget, I forgot what she did. (laughs) Maybe she was just like present when she was on her period that made God go, okay, I'm going to put you in a, in a second cave. And Adam was like, stop, stop doing this. Stop messing up, making, make a perfect mate for me. So then when Adam goes to sleep, that's when God pulled the rib out and made Eve, who was like a subservient wife, a dutiful wife, like, you know, she knew to go away in a cave herself during her period, you know, every God. month to then come, like, go that away kind in of, a cave by herself. Ugh, that kind of stuff. Goodness and he explained gracious. all of this so that I could have this information and knowledge and now watch Neon uh, uh, Genesis Evangelion, the, new, the anime that they just put on Netflix. That apparently has something to do with all of that. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Genesis and all that yeah, stuff. You gotta yeah, you got to watch anime. Anyway, I'll watch that anime. But um, 
What were we talking about? Why oh, did we... my stuff that's coming Yes, your show, yeah, what happened? Yeah, no, but what, the way oh. better. Well, it was so about Eve. It, yeah, it was, an, it was a, essentially, it was a, <laughs> it was a, it was a monologue where Eve's talking to God and essentially she's figuring, she's, she's realizing that she's gay, though there are no other women. She yeah. knows, <laughs> she knows that she has, she wants yeah. nothing to do with Dick and that her reflection is somehow very intriguing. Um, <laughs> that's that's what that was. I, you would have awesome. liked it. It was very oh, funny. Man. I, I wrote it and you know what? It was funny. Um, I believe it 100%. And uh, yeah, I did uh, Gaijin AF last yes, night. Which looked which was, amazing. It was absolutely out of this world. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. The, the, the gay Asian community is... Mm-hmm. Is thriving absolutely very powerful um, community very yes powerful. it was so it, I don't know that there have ever been so many in the same room it was yeah. awesome it yeah. was so great that's great um, so yeah I'm doing all kinds of different shows at UCB and uh, and if people like follow you online will they know to go to those shows well uh, do you or do you go like okay come see this show come yeah, see that show I post about them okay. I post about them usually on Instagram story um, at Giovanni J I A V A N I that's good um, that you got that name. Yeah, That's I got. Oh yeah, just first name. Yeah. I don't. I don't tweet, but mm-hmm. I got that handle because I don't want some other Giovanni to have. Okay, <laughs> good. Smart. They don't deserve it. But no. you shouldn't tweet because it's garbage to to be on Twitter. Your it's tweets wouldn't be garbage. No, you. They would be amazing. You'd but make just, it better. That place is. Yeah, you would actually make. So now I'm kind of asking you. Please use your <laughs> use your resp- that re- it's a responsibility. So please do tweet because it would be great. <laughs> um, it would make everybody else's lives better. Yeah. But it would make your life worse. But it would make everybody else's lives better. You have so. to make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, so, do you have anything upcoming? Because this episode's going to be out tomorrow, Monday. Oh, anything, tomorrow. Anything upcoming that you'd like to promote? Oh, if there's any listeners that are maybe in LA. Oh, um, if you are in LA, <laughs> I'm trying to look at my calendar you and see what's coming come up. To the, honestly, show. the. <laughs> Gaijin, I was producing that Gaijin AF show, and cool. I I wanted to keep it light after it finished because it was a oh, lot yeah. of work. Good, um, so I did not. So follow not you accepting on Instagram, shows. and then they'll see more stuff coming. Yeah, soon. you'll see more yeah. stuff coming as it comes. I can't. Uh, September twentieth on Netflix. The, yeah, yeah, September, September twentieth on Netflix. Between Two Ferns, movie. the movie, the film, the month. fucking mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. of Between Two Ferns. You know, remember your favorite thing on the internet a couple years back. It's going to be a movie. And it's so And funny. it's going to be better yes. than anything you ever saw. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be such a treat. It. I love yeah. it. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm so excited to keep watching Giovanni just crush it. Crush it. I'm excited crush. to see you guys in 2020. Yes. And in your new house. Yes. And you're going to come over and we're going to spend time. We're going to watch a better movie than what we saw today. Thank I'm going to get you. a fucking grill. We should. Thank start you should honestly. I, you should I come over meat. and we should watch Paris is Burning. You eat meat? Okay. I would love to watch Paris is Burning. Please Grill some meat. We're gonna barbecue some Ooh. meats. And I Cream would like, soda. I would no. I meat. would like you to surprise me Ooh. with an artisanal soda. Okay. Ooh. I was in one movie, sodas. and I would like you to surprise me <laughs> with True. an artisanal True. Is soda. That, Thank I, you. That'd be amazing this if that was in someone's writer. <laughs> movie star. Like surprise me. <laughs> every, every day I'm on set, a surprise different artisanal soda, please. Every single day. And then one day, just like a buttered popcorn soda flies out the window. (laughs) What is this? Yeah. This is great. I love it. I love it. All right. So we'll have you over at the new house. Artisanal sodas. We're going to move. Grilled meats. To grilled Grilled meats, meats. artisanal sodas. Paris is burning. And then, um, and then we'll have you back in 2020 with a way better movie. Yes, so significantly better. Thank you so much for being on our podcast thank today you. Thank you. and talking about this terrible movie. Keller, what movie are we watching next week? Next, next week, week who's we our are guest watching Wonder Boys, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's not going to be much more fun because uh, <laughs> it's about a sad writer. 
And I uh, believe Toby Maguire and Jason Charles Miller will be joining Jason us. Jason Charles Miller, musician, voice actor. Jason Charles Miller is going to be here. And I think it's on Amazon Prime, you said? Yeah. Is that where it's viewable? So, listeners, you can go watch Wonder Boys, Toby Maguire. Uh, Michael Douglas is in that? Yeah, and Toby Maguire. And Toby Maguire. And uh, Michael Douglas. Cool. And then come back. Um, and then what about the week after? What else What else we got? I mean, Jason Charles Miller is going to be great, but come on. Can we, can we got to go back to 1944 and watch To Have and Have Not. Oh, boy. But that's Howard Hawks. That's pretty okay. good. All right. Uh, Kill Bill Volume 2 after that. Cool. That'll be, you know. Cool. Uh, a think, man escaped. All right, whatever the fuck that is. But then we got lethal weapon. Lethal weapon. Oh, it's going to be some fun ones. All right, Jerry all right. Maguire. It'll be fun to see how those hold up. Days of Heaven. V for Vendetta. Oh, I love V for Vendetta. Mm, I haven't seen that in a minute. I didn't like it when I first watched it, and then I watched it again recently, and it's a good movie. Oh, yeah. I loved it. That was yeah. the first. That I think I saw that when I was like nineteen, mm-hmm. and it was the I was mostly into like rom coms and stuff at that mm-hmm. time, and it was the first movie of that type that I had seen, like a thriller, not thriller. I don't know what to call action it. Like action. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and yeah. I like went back to Hollywood video mm-hmm. and I was like, Hey, I really liked V for Vendetta. Can you recommend something similar? And he was like, yeah, this is Requiem for a Dream. <sighs> similar? <laughs> similar? Trick. Give somebody the Matrix. Have yeah. you seen the Matrix? The Matrix is <laughs> what's Just say next. the Matrix. You do the Matrix, you do Speed Racer, what's you your do Wachowski movies. My favorite rom-com? Oh, man. Oh, fuck. Hector, what's your favorite rom-com in the meantime? Do we consider Princess Bride a rom-com? Yes, that counts. Then I would say Princess Bride, but okay, also fair. I love... You love the I, big I really like uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. I like that movie. Some yeah, you're a real champion for that one. Attractive people in that you movie. You love Steve Carell. Um, I do love You've Got Mail, but I haven't You've seen it in a minute. You've Got Mail's great. Yeah, but those are all just very it's cliche. It's when Harry met Sally for me forever, when, and that's yeah. the most cliche. I yeah. love when Harry met Sally. I what do you got? See, I can see you guys killing time for me, but it's no. Give me a so, top fiver. So Give me, okay. throw out a handful. I, I, I keep on coming back to Stranger Than Fiction. Mm. Oh, Stranger Than Fiction is great. It's, it's Emma Thompson, right? Yeah. Emma amazing. Thompson, Will Maggie Ferrell, Gyllenhaal, Will Ferrell. It's weird, yeah. and I accept it. Maggie yeah. Gyllenhaal is fucking great in that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I always come back to Notting Hill. Um, Ooh, from the writer on the writer and director of this. Yuck. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, love actually is hard now that I understand more uh, <laughs> just about like how to how to portray women and love and yeah. and uh, and body shaming things like that. Yeah. It's harder, but uh, but it was very charming. It when was it, charming like, yeah. in the day. I'm mm-hmm. forgetting something good, and I'm so sad. I, I also love the movie Center Stage, which I haven't mentioned. Oh, I that's a great that. movie. I so love all Aldana? dance movies. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. Never heard of it. Oh yeah. man, it's a ballet movie. Oh, I like any good. dance movie I mean, though. It's the good, worse yeah. the better. Mm. The worst dance movie. Like all the step ups, all the honeys, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Stomp mm-hmm. the yard, give mm-hmm. me. How many honeys are there? Three. There's at least there's three. I don't know. There's what? at least two. I think. There's at least two. <laughs> Magic Mike XXL is incredible. Apparently, yep. those movies are amazing. No, not the first one. The first oh, one. Okay. See? Okay. I'm gonna I've, kill the first one. Should I've, we not watch, actually, the, first watch the first one to get to the second one? I have heard okay. that multiple times. Is that the first one is is trying to be a serious movie, and yeah. the second one is like really, really into it. fun and really like an amazing dance movie. It's and, wildly like feminist. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't wait? Didn't Channing Tatum direct the second one? I believe he did. Whoa. What? Is that not true? I, I think it is. Soderbergh did it. Soderbergh directed the first one and I think produced the second one. And Channing Tatum was like, oh, all right, know. Steven Soderbergh, watch this. And then he made a movie that everybody loves way more. Yeah, it was so fun. And they celebrated women of all colors cool. and shapes and ages. Mm, I like Joe Manganiello, too. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. He's great. I don't know anybody else who's in that movie. Donald Glover's in that movie, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, very, uh, very good. Very good. Strong. Yeah. 
Oh, very nice. All right. All right, great. So, guys, that was the episode. Uh, Giovanni, thank you. You sure you want to keep... We have to keep Paris is Burning. That's thank the you. that's the movie. We thank can't you. change yes. it. Heavyweights rom-coms. next year. You'll pick Heavyweights next year. We can't change year. it. But we're going to have you take a look at right now 2020, and then you've got uh, some of, I'm sure, the, t- the first picks to scope it out and come back, and we'll have you back. And uh, everybody watch Between Two Friends of the Movie, September 20th, September 20th on Netflix. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.